0: Hey, I'm Michael, and this is Michael in the Middle. It's an intergenerational relational podcast for people who are interested in better human interaction. I'm glad you're here. I am so excited about this. That is Wes and Andrea Hampton, and they're on Michael in the Middle. It's so good to see you guys. We're technically not. She's in the middle, technically. yeah. to be precise. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's important. Um, yeah. But that, you know, that works too, mm-hmm. um, because um, you, uh, you have just recently moved here. We're sitting at a table that yes. along with a lot of other furniture got moved up from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. And uh, so how, I, I am, I am thinking about, you know, how we came to know each other. And Birmingham played prominently in that because Absolutely. that's where you came to Trevecca from, and I was working there at the time. And um, and then West came along a couple of years later mm-hmm. from West Tennessee, West Tennessee. up uh, Brownsville.
1: That's good. good. Yes, job. Is
0: that right? Exit yes. 56 on I-40. <gasps> There's good a Dairy Queen there. there. There is, is a dairy queen. and it's it
1: is, it is the best Dairy <laughs> it Queen.
0: Is, is it it is a really good Dairy it is. Queen. Oh man, chicken
1: awesome. finger basket. Because we every, haven't been there in a long time. We haven't, but when I lived there, it was amazing. It really was. Yeah. yeah. The manager. Was well,
0: awesome. not that I know where every Dairy Queen in the world is, but I've traveled so mm-hmm. much over the years right. in the South. I know what's hey. at most exits. You know, exactly. I'm um,
1: always looking out for a blizzard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> blizzard sounds good. Yes, it does.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you got to Trevecca. And you'd been there for a couple of years and Wes showed up. I don't want to tell too much of the story, but I, it seems that I remember hearing that there was a a guy that, that wanted to study uh, medicine Mm -hmm. potentially, but turns out he had a pretty good voice. And so he ended up in the college quartet. Did you sing in in any of the music groups? Yeah, I was in
2: the New Direction.
0: New Direction. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great. And, and so where did, where did you meet? Uh, Do you remember the first time you saw each other? I
2: do. I actually remember before we met. Um, So Shane Harden was an admissions counselor, and he also was over our singing groups. Both groups helped pick music and stuff. And one day after classes, he said, Andrea, ride with me to McDonald's. I want you to hear something. And he had a little red um, Miata, Mazda Miata. I remember And so we ran to McDonald's right off campus and got a Coke. And, um, so he had me listen to this guy and he said, how old do you think he is? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know, like 30. And he's like, no, he was 15 when he recorded this. And I think he's coming. He was looking at Stanford, but I think he's coming. And wouldn't he be great on PR on public relations groups? And I was just like, absolutely. Well, I hadn't seen a picture or anything. I just heard a really cool voice. So that was the end of my sophomore year. And so Like, we were already talking about him as my junior year started, and I wanted to do New Direction again. And we just, I guess, I don't even know that we were looking at him for New Direction. It was just like, he loves Southern gospel music. He loves quartet. He'd be great with trevadors. And so we met at some of the back-to-school bash stuff before classes even started. And uh, you haven't asked this, but I'll ask you about, I'll tell you about our first date. Yeah. So we're talking and um, Josh Pence was another of the guys that um, Mm -hmm. we knew sang and had a great voice and we wanted him to try out for PR. And um, so we're all like in this group on the steps of Jernigan talking. And um, I say something about vocal band because I grew up listening to vocal band, loved them. And I knew that he liked them. And I said, there's a concert they're, they're taping for a a video. It's called, it was going to be Joy to the World Christmas Homecoming at Christchurch. And I said, would you want to go to it? Well, his eyes lit up and I was just like, yes, I did it. <laughs> and um, so I called, we had some connections with Gaither. So I called the office and I said, I need two tickets. I want to take this boy that really likes Gaither. <laughs> and they said, is he cute? Yeah. And I said, he's really cute. And they said, then we'll put you up front. Oh my God. So we went, we had to wear um, sweaters, you know, cause it was, sure. it was August, but it was, it was supposed so to be a Christmas concert. Yeah. Um, so, that was our first date, and we went to Taco Bell afterwards.
0: Yeah. yeah. You went to a Gaither Vocal Band concert? for your, Yeah, a, 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 a video, video Gaither taping?
1: Homecoming taping. We sound like, oh, Gaither Homecoming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so the first or second row.
2: Yeah.
1: And I remember thinking, okay, th- this girl is my ticket in. No, I, I didn't think that. No, he did not. All. He just,
2: but, we both loved that music. So, yeah, and he was I, a pre-med major, so he yeah, had Yeah, no, I was still
1: the pre-med, so I'm, I was hungry. I said, hey, you gonna go to Taco Bell. Well, she loves... Taco Bell, Taco Bell's love like my Taco favorite Bell. fast still food. Loves it because
2: yes. no, I'm not, I'm not hungry. Well, it was a first date, and I'm, so it's that hungry. uncomfortable. Yeah. Who pays? And so I just said, no, I'm fine. Okay,
1: I'm still gonna go. So I, <laughs>
0: that was so dumb. So why eat Taco Bell.
2: But he's paid for a lot of my Taco Bell since then. Uh,
1: so yeah, amen. Yes, I have.
0: That's so hilarious. that is
2: our first meeting.
0: That is so cool. And then you got married. Uh, a couple of years later, or yeah, we were yeah. we
2: got married with, within two years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was August. Of, we had a long uh, two years later,
1: which I was fine mm-hmm. with. I thought you know, it's just a little more a little more time, just yeah. just in case. The know. goal
2: was to get me graduated, um, so I finished my yeah. um, psychology degree um, in '98, and that summer we both traveled for our groups, our our Trevecca groups, and then um, got married in August and yeah. and moved officially to Birmingham. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. You moved to Birmingham not originally for the music, right? I oh, mean, no. or were you. No,
1: we, we moved here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but at the time we had a really amazing church mm-hmm. that we were really involved in. I just fell in love with it when I visited. Okay. And we just thought, why not Birmingham? Why not? I was Her finishing. Family's there. Yeah, she was finishing. He was pre med. Sure. Yeah. And we, we were, were thought, like, yeah, we could. Like we,
2: he could transfer to UAB and then already be kind of set up for med school. Yeah.
1: Yeah, would, which is already. It, UAB is an excellent school if you're going to be pre-med. Anyway. Oh yeah. So I thought, I'm just yeah. let's do UAB. That that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. way cheaper than going to Sanford, You know. Right. So that's what we did, and we were there for 25 years.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. So you got a degree in psychology, mm-hmm. following in your dad's footsteps. Yes. Mark, yes. Mark actually did uh-huh. some great work for us, um, talking to uh, to parents about what it's like to bring your kid to college. Right. And, and uh, you know. I mean, you just did that, right? I mean, you have you have four boys.
2: We did. We actually um, we moved up here. We um, got an apartment um, while this house was being built. Um, so we moved up on tw- on the twenty second, all six of us, into a two bedroom apartment, and on the twenty third, moved Barrett into his dorm. So we've done a lot of moving in the last um, couple months. Just
0: since August, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, a lot of a lot of life change there, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but
2: you said the four boys. So we've got our oldest is 19, a college freshman. Then we have a junior in high school, Hudson, and then two eighth graders. They're 13 and 14, Cardin and Seven.
0: Great, yeah. Barrett's uh, seeming to flourish there at a place. Oh, my word. You know, that meant a lot to you, obviously. That full circle moment, pretty cool for you. It
2: was. It is. That was insane. And I think
1: it made it easier because we always heard about when you drop your kid off at college, it's just horrible, and you cry the whole way home. We mm-hmm. we did not at all. We were we were just so excited for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think also knowing that that we were thirty minutes away yeah. helped. But just to see how excited he was, and yeah. and we knew what what was in store for him, so we were
0: just thrilled kind of the, kind of the best of both worlds for a family in a sense to have enough separation that you know you're not hovering. Yeah. Right. But you're close enough if you need to, to get together. You know, that's that's pretty cool. Let's let's jump back for just a minute. You're you're fresh out of college, you're in Birmingham, Alabama. You're finishing a your degree thinking you'll probably go to medical school. Right. And somewhere along the way, that voice just carried you to a place you probably never thought you'd be. I mean, you, your first date is at a Gator homecoming videotaping. And how did you end up switching from medicine to music.
1: I was sitting, if I recall, it, it was my first, they had quarters there. Yeah. At UAB, not semester semester. My first quarter there, I was sitting in anatomy and physiology, which I heard was a very difficult class. And I never been one to actually hear, audibly hear God's voice. I'd always heard people, yeah, God, God clearly told me such and such. I thought, well, he's, yeah. never, he's never done that for me. But, it was as clear as I've ever heard him. He just said, "Get up and walk out of class." I don't oh want you to goodness. do this. I don't want you to do this. And I thought, "Well, what am I going to do? This is—I've this is, already done two years. I've done calculus. I've done physics. I've done Bio one and two, Chemistry one and two. I've done all these hard classes, and you know, make good grades in them, and worked hard. And now you're telling me I'm not going to do this." So I walked out and went to my. Uh, what are they called? Ad- advisor. Advisor. Thank mm-hmm. you. My advisor. And they said, Okay, well let's look at things you like. I said, I don't know. Um, I like psychology. I took a psychology class. Okay. Well would you want to do psychology and what else do you like? Music? Yeah I do. I do like music. So I did psychology and <laughs> music. And and uh, But it was a
2: music minor. Right? It, it
1: was a music minor psychology major. But a little backstory to that. During the time we were going through a very Difficult time with my family, with, with my parents, who, mm. who were dealing with a lot of addiction, mm. and so so there was just a lot of stress in our lives. And so I, you were
2: just wanting to check yeah,
1: the box. I just to wanted, I just wanted a degree. I didn't care what it was in. Mm. I just wanted to be done with school. I wanted to move on from this chapter in our lives because it was just not fun. It was mm. a year after we were married. It was just, it was very stressful. Now. Fast forward all these years later, uh, my parents are both in recovery and doing great, and great. It's wonderful. But at the time, it was just horrible. So it is kind of a joke. Yeah, I just wanted a degree, but I really did. I just wanted a degree. I wanted to be dumb with school, so that's what I did. And I thought I've, I've made, I've made a mistake, because I start interning at church for fifty dollars every two, every two weeks. weeks, and I'm working in retail part-time I, I'm just trying to help pay the bills He's,
2: he sold Sears carpet and he worked Over at Banana, Sears Republic. Carpet,
1: Banana Republic and I, you know, I detested both of them mm-hmm. but it was also very good for me because I learned very quickly because um, I, I, I never worked when I grew up my, my parents never made me go get a job during the summer but we also traveled a lot and this this was the first time in my life I, I realized oh so we go out to eat that meal cost me about three hours of work <laughs> And I quickly, very quickly realized um, the value of the dollar. Mm. And mm. I wasn't spoiled growing up. I just, I was just not made to work. And I didn't realize, yeah. oh, wow. You know, so it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I started interning at church, went to part-time. And then when I graduated from UAB, I went full-time and still thinking, I have made a mistake. I don't want to be a worship pastor. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't feel called. I don't feel called to be worship patch. It's an amazing, it's an amazing thing to do, you know, pastoring in that sense. But it wasn't what I felt like I was supposed to do. Yeah. So I had just a lot of stress, a lot of um, anxiety at times, and thinking I've really messed up. So I did that for several years, and God was teaching me contentment. I didn't realize in that moment He was just wanting me to wanting me to be content where He had me for the time. So okay. I learned to be content awesome because i tried to do solo concert stuff no one would call me back no i i remember calling people saying i i will come and sing for free (laughs) if you just have at your church yeah just let me come sing no one would call me back so i realized okay i'm not supposed to do that right now just just in the meantime
2: that we were doing weddings and they were like (laughs) paying Yeah, weddings were awesome our apartment
1: because weddings pay well
2: and sometimes we'd have two or three in a in a weekend. Really? But oh, yeah.
1: I mean, so we, we walk
2: and we could away still when... do that because that was mainly Saturday, Sometimes Friday nights. So we could still do that and do, you know, him lead on Sundays or, or right. lead the choir. Or, you know, whatever. Now are
0: you are you working a regular job at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it
2: wasn't, and I wasn't. I hadn't started my masters for okay. marriage and family therapy yet. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm just doing you know <laughs> so a job did. that's so making. W- so we did
1: weddings, and then we had a dear friend who just passed away sadly of, of COVID. Um, about a year and a half ago, who used us, t- used us, t- used us in a lot of jingles. Yes, yeah, so we, yeah, so we had a studio there in town, Airwave Studio, and we would go and record jingles. We would do back, then, background vo- vocals for people, which paid
2: really well. Paid a- That's fantastic. Yeah. And so, sometimes we'd sing on every song, both of us would sing on every song on an album of 10 and like both get $100. Per so we, song, uh, eight, per person. Yeah. So we'd both get $1,000. Yeah, so
1: we thought, I mean, and this we is were unbelievable. Like,
2: Oh my word, we could quit our day job. Which,
1: you know, which we, we did not. So. But
2: I mean, th- so those are the things that, you know, God was helping us with our you mem- you know, you remember our
0: any, any song come to mind that you remember singing together? Uh, yes. You,
2: you did that motion. Okay,
1: lift. I did one. It, it's a truck driver. It's a
2: seat. A cushion. A special
1: lift. cushion seat for truck drivers. Okay. That has okay. like
2: shocks? Is that what it's
1: called? And there was a motion master. Motion master, her and get <laughs> stupid if so stupid motion master motion right. master which is, that that's a terrible right. name for our truck drivers we seat, sang, but okay whatever
2: uh, the hair place head start was saying yeah the head start. millennium it was 2000 it was the millennium um yeah. edition of that head start head start the right cut the right price
1: right now head, head start. start yeah, yeah. I'm saying
2: for G- Alagasco
1: Alagasco we did a uh, call alpha you know alpha <laughs> insurance
2: I mean, it's all local. Pretty well, most of them were local.
0: I love that though. When's the last time you thought about singing that?
2: No. Why? uh, Oh,
0: never. Never. You
2: don't think about it. So
0: I know I'm a gift to the world. I bring these things out of people. (laughs) You are. are. We probably shared way too much about that, but
1: that's something that hardly anybody's ever heard.
0: Here's the thing: Um, so many people don't know how somebody got to be where they are now. And that's yeah. one of the things that I love about this format, you know, with a lot of times it's people that I know and I might know something that I could, I wouldn't have known that about you all though. I mean, that, Barry Manilow, I mean, that he was a jingle guy before he was ever singing Mandy and stuff like that. that. He was in Bette Midler's band and he was singing jingles, you know, he, I mean, he's got a whole bit where you can hear all these jingles that he did. Oh, you're kidding. And, and so... The the I've got another good friend who was in California for years. He was a worship pastor, but he made initially a lot more money doing jingles sure. than he did. Oh yeah, you know, singing singing in church on Sunday and stuff like that. I think it's fascinating. First of all, it shows it shows the power of of a catchy phrase, and every good jingle has a hook like a good song. Oh right, right. Yeah, you know, because it. It, I mean, say so it's been over 20 years right, right. since you did that oh yeah but sure. boy, it came right back. Mm-hmm. I, you know we could, we could wax philosophical for a long time about the power of words and, right. and how they impact. but let's go ahead and get to the meat of of what you've ended up doing for your career because it impacted both of you mm-hmm. greatly mm-hmm. when yeah. he ended up singing for a living. You know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I know that in some respects it's easy to lean into your gifting, you're given this voice and it's just one of the most natural things to do, but yet there's a lot of hard work involved in that life. And there are sacrifices that are made on both sides of that, you know? So, so you're, you finally went full-time at the church, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Full-time at church. And that's, that's the kind of funny thing about it is once I went to full-time I was not full time for very long, maybe what a year,
2: yeah, maybe. if that,
1: year and a half. Mm-hmm. And during that time, our pastor uh, ends up resigning. Our worship pastor ends up resigning. So mm. I'm just, I wasn't the worship guy. I was just a worship associate. I led, yeah. I led worship sometimes, worked with the praise teams, but I wasn't the main guy. I, I became the main guy for a period of time, and I didn't, I didn't want to be that guy. Mm. Um, so uh, Andrea called me. One morning and said hey um, Karen who was a dear friend of ours she was a mutual friend of the Gaithers and especially Andrea's you know, parents crazy. and she says Karen said that uh, Suzanne who's Bill Gaither's daughter Suzanne Jennings <coughs> said Suzanne told her that David Phelps is leaving and for those of you listening who don't know who that is he sang tenor in the vocal band right before I came along just a tremendous singer and so long story short i sent some stuff to karen who then gave it to suzanne who then gave it to bill her father and then guy penrod called me when we were coming home from singing at a wedding that weekend and that started seven weeks of auditioning for me of driving back and forth to nashville and it just people always ask well how how did you get into the vocal band i said well you're not gonna like my answer but it, it was god (laughs) <laughs> yes, there's, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing you could do to get in the vocal band yeah. as far as I'm concerned. It's just, we
2: weren't seeking that out. In yeah. fact, we felt like the group that was at that time would be the group Bill retired with. Because sure. Bill yeah, is now sure. 86. So Wes came along when he was about 68. And we just assumed that he would retire, you know, in his early mid-70s. We didn't think he'd be singing at 86. Yeah, I mean, he turned 87 87. this, 87 this month. month in March. Um so so we would never have dreamed that this was even something to dream about. Yeah. Um both of us having grown up on the music and loved the music and knew everything. In mm-hmm. fact, Trevador's when he was at at Trevecca, the his the quartet he was in, they were pretty much a cover band for a vocal band. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, they yeah. just they did everything. Yeah. And so he knew all the parts. I mean, it was just embedded in us and so but it, it, but it wasn't even a dream to sing with them because we didn't think that would ever be a possibility yeah, of auditioning or anything. So
1: I'm just, I've always been a realistic person. I'm not really optimistic. I'm not pessimistic. I'm just real, realistic. Um, so I thought that's just not, that's not reality. I'm not going to sing with a vocal band, so I'm not going to dream about it. I'm not going to sit here and think, Oh yeah, what if one day? So that wasn't even on the radar. So for it to just literally come out of the sky and the guy to say, here, here's, here's this opportunity just to audition.
0: you ever, you ever, think about the fact that that may be what the scripture means when I will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not so much giving you what you think you want as much as it is God giving you the desires mm-hmm. that you should have in your heart for what it ultimately is that you're created to do. Fulfill, yeah. that, that's, that's, yeah. that's kind <clears> of, <throat> yeah. I mean, I don't know where that fits in the theology books, but that's, that's certainly the way it's been for me mm-hmm. when uh, you can, Beheaded in a direction, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. God speaks to you. Yeah, get up out of there. You're, this isn't what you're created right. to do.
2: And that and, decision made sense. He was smart. He could. Yeah. he could do it. But but it wasn't his passion.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I, so, I knew I would have enjoyed it. Well, and sure. I think I would have. I probably would have been an awesome doctor. Yeah. I think just because I love people, and uh, but that's not what that's not what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm.
0: You still. You've still been able to help. I don't know what your specialty would have been, and this may be a little corny, but you know, there's there's still there's still a lot of work on the heart mm-hmm. healing that's out. done. Oh, for that's sure. Done through, no, that's you that, know what you've done. I'm
1: glad you said that because I, I I go out to my table after every concert. Yeah. During intermission and after every vocal band concert, I'm at my table, and I'm there to talk to people. No. Yeah. And uh, I hear so many times this song you sang. Whatever it is. Uh, really was healing for my heart. Mm. It got me through, you know, the death of my child mm. or my husband passed away two months ago. And this mm-hmm. song is all that's uh, yeah. that's all that I've been listening to. This what's got me I, through this. So I know y'all it's know. An sh- honor.
0: Yeah, I know y'all know Shonda Pierce. She was she was on the pod yeah. a, a little while back, and she, of course, she's hilarious, and she was in that in that episode as well. But she said, usually when I go out to talk to people, they're not they're not there to talk to me about their funny stories they're they're there saying right that these difficult times that you've been through you know yes. when you were talking about that that mm-hmm. really spoke to me mm-hmm. so yeah it's 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 kind of that same mm-hmm. thing and you feel like man this really is bigger than I am right, <laughs> oh, right. because
1: there's times too where I'm just being honest that sometimes it it almost becomes routine sure especially when we're out on a long tour yeah and we're tired yeah and some nights Again, being honest, some nights I don't want to go to the table. I'm tired. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel good. Yeah, my voice—you know was just trash. The last thing I need to do is talk to people. But I go out anyway, and I always I I'd come back to the bus thinking, I'm so glad I did that. And
2: encouraged, yeah. yeah and
1: encouraged too. Yeah. And I, I love, especially meeting little kids, because I know what it meant to me when I was a kid getting yeah. to meet people like Steve Green and Arnell Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just it meant the world, especially especially when they were kind to me and they were engaged and they looked at me. They weren't you know over here looking behind you know sure. behind me at someone yeah. else. They were engaged.
0: You mentioned Steve Green, and I I don't I don't see him around or hear him much anymore. But um you know there for a while he was he was oh, right. as big as there was you know in in, yeah. in in Christian music and that voice of his you know just but it his it. his heart for God was so oh, in, yeah. incredible oh, yeah. and yeah. um. He at that time, well, what I'm about to tell you, it was in the it was in the late '80s. I was working with the music groups at Trevecca, mm-hmm. and um, he was attending Nashville First Church of the Nazarene quite a bit at that time. So I I was able to make contact with Steve and I asked him to come speak to our groups. And one of the things that I remember most about that time, I, what you talk about that you know that routine and and you're singing the same song for the thousandth mm-hmm. time and. And it's it's like you know after a while all the venues kind of look the same and, yeah, and the maybe. the way you look out into the lights you know you you can't really see everybody and all that kind of stuff but there's a sense of of well this at least pays the bills kind of thing and yeah you, you, as you say just kind of being real so here's what I here's what I asked Steve because I knew that there was a, a, a a sense of that that even began to happen for the students in the group that you would just get up and you would perform and you'd sing the same thing over and over again i said steve talk to these young people about what it's like to sing the same songs over and over again how do you keep it fresh how do you keep it real because for me that's what i always wanted the groups to be able to convey a sense of a sense of authenticity wow. you know and that and he said he said um uh, well obviously I want to perform well and I want to do a good job for the people that have paid to come to see me sing but he said the way I keep it from being just routine or or you know just going through the motions he said he said instead of singing to the people I I try to sing directly to the Lord mm-hmm. this giving back uh you know this this sense of worship and praise and that was before the whole praise and worship movement right, was really right. You know, uh, taking hold and all of that, and I've I've always remembered that. And so, whatever it is that you, that that you have found, first of all, you're singing great songs and you're singing mm-hmm. a lot of fun songs. Gaither's yeah. been brilliant about bringing people who are just absolutely fun mm-hmm. into the mix. Oh, yeah. So you get a little bit of that, but ultimately it comes back to those songs that mm-hmm. that are directed back to the Creator mm-hmm. of every good and perfect gift. You know. Mm-hmm. And it, that's where you know. That's where a lot of the magic really comes in. I think I, I appreciate you sharing that. I want to I want to ask you a couple things about the music, and then I want you, Andrea, to respond as one who has watched this over time. Okay. Because you're not up on stage performing all the time. Mm. You're certainly good enough to do so. Oh, I'm you. a big fan of your singing voice <laughs> as well. You. But you know, you you've been helping raise the kids, mm. and a lot of times having to stay home while he's out on the road. So, um, first of all, I want to ask you, what has been one of the keys for you to be the one who's kind of holding things together at, at the home base while he's out and people are standing and applauding and, and all those kinds of things? What's, what's one of the things that's been life-giving for you and all of that?
2: You know, ultimately, knowing, like respecting what he does mm. and has has made me never, I've never been resentful. Now, there's times I think he is eating at a seafood restaurant on the beach and I'm cleaning up, throw up from, you know, four kids. So, I mean, there's that. But I'm never, I don't resent the fact that he travels because when when you love somebody and they're doing exactly what they would love, I mean, if they could pick what they did for no money, this was what he would do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when you care about somebody that much and you see them walking in that path, and then it's a God thing too, it it, it helps all the growing pains of having, you know, four little people at home by yourself. Mm-hmm. It It helps tremendously. But the other thing that has helped is he it, you know, he loves to cook. Yeah. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about that. He loves to cook and he loves, he loves making things, but he also likes providing that for us. Mm. And so he's always been very good about, and I don't like to cook, so it works out really well. (laughs) So he's always been very good about like prepping a dish or two and even having the food for me to prep the other meals like ready for me so that when I leave, when he leaves, you know, I've got kind of backup, you know, happening. Um, because as we decided to homeschool eight years ago, by the time you homeschool all day and then like, Oh my word food. And I don't like to make food, you know? So that was, that was even harder. So when he would do things like that to help get us prepped for, you know, his being gone, um, those obviously helped and then you just have to have that mindset of we don't celebrate birthdays on the birthday because mm-hmm. Wes isn't home yeah. and you know the boys have had to there's lots of sacrifices that we've made but any family makes those sacrifices for whatever reason yeah. and you so for mm-hmm. us you know our time together is different than other families time together and yeah. um, you know, we, we've said no to a lot of outside things like sports and stuff when the kids were younger, because we couldn't have managed Mm -hmm. that type of schedule with his schedule, because when the kids were younger, that's when he was even more busy. I Mm -hmm. mean, gone even more. His, his schedule is a little more balanced now. And of course, you know, the kids are older and can do more stuff. by like <laughs> I wish it had been a little more. You know, feed themselves. They bathe themselves. can bathe themselves that now. Makes a big yeah, they really can. So uh, I don't know if I've really answered that, but I, I think a lot of it is the mindset.
0: Oh it it's, is. It's great, and it, and it is a partnership. You know, it's totally
1: because I. Uh, I won't mention names, but I, I've some with some guys who.
0: Oh, you know, he wants you to mention
1: maybe names. who maybe <laughs> didn't have the support at home that mm, i had mm. of having a spouse that says hey i know yeah. it's it's difficult you're gone a lot but i know you're doing what you're called to do you're providing for a family you're doing what you love to do and that makes all the difference because i remember uh when Carden was born so our third Lewis. He, he was i was in town for not even thirty six hours.
2: Well, we had to schedule amniocentesis to, yeah. to make sure his lungs were developed, so that we could take him early. Yes, because Wes was about to be on a twelve day West Coast West tour. Coast tour. So the only way he was going to see him be born yeah. is if we had an early, a very early C section. Yeah. So I think he was two and a half weeks. Amazing,
1: uh, OB GYN decided. He was a yeah, Christian. Yeah, just a great, great guy. He said, "Yeah." We'll do that. We'll do that. So but, do you, uh, you were here like got, 12 hours? I got to see him, yeah, for a day, and I'd leave for almost two weeks. It was mm-hmm. it was not fun.
0: My dad was an itinerant evangelist when I was born. I mean, he started pastoring when I was about a year old, and we, we joke about it in our family. He, I came two weeks early, um, and he was up in Springfield, Missouri, trying to figure out he had to ride a train back to <sighs> Oklahoma to, to get to see oh, me. Man. And then he had to. take off and leave again the joke in the family is that I came two weeks early as an infant and that was the last time I was that early for anything you know you know I've been early you know in (laughs) some cases but never two (laughs) weeks early you know and uh, so yeah that life is that life is a challenge Wes you're you're on the other side of that you're you're having to leave the house and go get on the bus and go somewhere um what has that been like over the years and did it has it has it gotten easier like it kind of did for Andrea on on her side of on her side of things? It, it's
1: gotten way easier just knowing that the kids are older. They can take care of themselves. They can make themselves breakfast or even make themselves lunch. Yeah. Or hey, we got some drive somewhere. Yeah. Now we have, well, two drivers. One's not in the house anymore. We have yeah. another driver. Hey, go take your brothers get some get some dinner. So, the the load on her has definitely decreased. But, you know, I'm still going to, this evening, I'm going to make, I'm going to prep one meal for her so so that she can have something for, to mine, I'm, just because I'm a great husband. What are you making? Uh, <laughs> uh, chicken noodles. Oh. And yeah, that's going to be great. So, Would
0: that be in one of your recipe? <laughs> it is. It is, in a, as, as a matter recipe. of fact. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, and, I'm going to do that. So,
1: yeah. all she has to do is just heat it up, put the noodles in, and boom, dinner's done. So, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. What's the funnest thing about what you do?
1: Uh, I... I love singing harmony. Do you really? Um, <clears throat> I love doing solo things, but there's something special about the group, about the camaraderie of guys that I absolutely love that are my brothers, and we get to make music together. I love it. It's, it's fun. It's I have an, you know, fine.
0: I have an actor that you know is lives in our or is part of our family, so I know what it's like, you know, to get on on screen and be able to fill a role. But when I see you guys, you know, on YouTube or, or wherever it is that I I'm seeing a a Gaither Vocal Band video, it looks like you guys are just having the best time of your life right now.
1: We are, we we really are. we that um,
0: do you think that helps the music?
1: Oh yeah, and I think, I think most audiences can sense when mm-hmm. there's not yeah. a cohesiveness, yeah. in the group. Um, they can sense when. The whole team is not pulling in the same direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, So to have a group now, especially this current group that's been together for six years, uh, it's just At a least. very, very special group of guys. Um, there's, there's no, mm. there's no ego that has to be stroked. There's no, um, quote unquote frontman. It's just, it's just a team, mm-hmm. and I think that makes all the difference because the audience sees that. Okay, all these guys, these guys just want to win. They don't care who makes the shot. Yeah. They just want to win. And yeah. that, that's, that's what we do every night. We, we just want to go out there and win.
0: I, I'm i interested musically about, I mean, obviously Bill at this stage of the game is mostly singing a bass part or singing in his very unique style of solo. Yes. He's, mm-hmm. he's got one of the most <laughs> unique singing yeah, voices does. you've ever heard. It's really and cool, talk, but it's how he talks but it, to, Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of a talking mm-hmm. singing yeah. kind of thing. Very and, cool. and um, uh, you know, I've just always been fascinated. Bill and Gloria Gaither have been a part of my life since I was a kid, mm-hmm. listening to the Gaither Trio. You know, Bill and Gloria and Danny and on eight tracks and the yeah. Oh, yeah. you know nineteen sixty eight Buick Saber yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um But to see how they have not only impacted the music industry and and obviously prolonged the careers of a lot mm-hmm. of people by yeah. giving them extra. Right. Shots, extra mm-hmm. opportunities to and be even, seen. And
1: even revived careers. Even yeah. even
0: revived music. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. But there's there's something about them that I I've never been able to fully articulate. They're an unusual team, mm-hmm. Bill and Gloria are. They are. And the 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 lyrics mm-hmm. that have been married to such memorable tunes across the years. Um what's what is your favorite Gaither song? You know, whether it's something the band's done or, I mean, um, have you ever thought about that?
1: Yeah, it, it's always tough. It's always tough to decide. Uh, at the top, I, be, I believe in Call Mount Calvary. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um or Say by Grace. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the song I Am Loved. Yes. Uh, the song Go Ask. Unreal lyrics. And some people might not know. you. you prob- I'm sure you do know this, but Gloria... Is responsible for probably ninety percent of the lyrics. Yeah, she's the writer. Yeah, and then Bill is just the musical. You know, she's the lyrical genius. He is the musical genius. Uh, Little fact: Gloria never Gloria sang in the Gator Trio for years, but she's she did not want to. Very much disliked singing. She's never wanted to sing. She doesn't think she's a good singer. Yeah, um, you know she lost her hearing in one ear years ago. She was just even more <laughs> more self conscious about it. But she's—I've always loved her mm-hmm. voice. And you were talking about Bill's voice when Bill was young, in the trio, he was amazing. Oh he yeah, had this beautiful voice. Oh yeah. And of course, his brother Danny was incredible. Yeah, right. But, uh, he he still sings. People ask, does Bill still sing? Yeah, he does sing. That's he fantastic. Sing. We we have a bass baritone now that does a lot of his more technical stuff. Yeah. Bill just—he's almost eighty-seven. Yeah. It's just difficult to execute that. Sure. But I tell you, he hears everything. Every night, he hears every note. If wrong, <laughs> and he'll he lets us him. know.
0: <laughs>
2: and it'll be like I, somebody wasn't on the floor. You're
1: exactly right.
0: If yeah. I if I had to boil it down, I mean, I grew up, you know, listening to those songs and hearing Song of Angelus do them at revivals and camp oh, meetings yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I, I I probably will cry. But I will go ahead and tell you that, that I think when I hear how sweet to hold Oh, a newborn yeah. baby, yeah, that's and feel the pride and joy he yeah. brings. A greater still, the calm assurance this child can face on certain days because mm-hmm. Christ lives. Yeah, I mean, being a parent now, right. being a grandparent, and yeah, and with all the stuff that goes on yeah. in this world about yeah. how kids can okay. be so such, just almost throwaway items, yeah. you know, yeah. and yeah. and uh, you know, I, I guess one of the things that I love most about being alive these days and feeling called to do just as you all are doing is to be a part of something that in a loving and kind way runs counter to the culture of despair mm-hmm. and gloom and doom and right. and just throw away people you know there right. there is no person that is not special to god mm-hmm. right. and 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 i think we've i think we've got to get some of that back i think we got to recapture the joy of what it means to be alive and, and have a chance to do some of these really cool things that, that have been given to us. Right, you know? right. So what's the biggest challenge about still doing what you're doing? And how many years have you been in a band?
1: So as of now, so we're taping this in March, as of now, it's, it's we're right under 18 years I've been doing this.
2: May, will be. And we
1: had the conversation when I first, no, this is, this is before I even joined, right? Before <laughs> this is during
2: auditions.
1: And we said, God, wouldn't it be cool just to get a few years with Bill just before he stops singing? Just,
2: just to say you've done yeah, it. Yeah,
1: just, just to be in the years. And he band even two, said, years.
2: I would do it for free. He told them <laughs> while he was auditioning, I would do this for free. <laughs> well, but Bill wasn't
1: there. We yeah, just
2: yeah. found out I was pregnant with my second. <laughs> and I was like, don't tell them that. Hey, I've,
1: I've said a lot and done a lot of stupid things. So.
2: But yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> almost 18 years.
1: It did yeah. end up
0: working out. It did
2: work out. <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. He does see uh, so I money. think
1: the biggest challenge now, uh, again, it's gotten so much easier. It's gotten so much easier. Uh, you know, I, I don't like missing birthdays. Yeah. Um, Hudson, our 17 year old, is playing baseball, and I've already missed you know, so many games, but that's yeah. just that's just part of it. That's mm-hmm. that's a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And he's you know, they're all sweet about me missing whatever, or it's a piano recital. Or... And
2: and like I said there's there's give and take because of his job we've been able to travel a ton. Sure. And we literally we we were counting right before covid we were counting the boy's states that they had been to and realized that we only had like 20 to go. Awesome. So we we made a plan to get all 50 states in before Barrett graduated and we were able to do that. We did and it on almost every one of them was tagging along to a solo concert or going to a vocal <laughs> yeah. band or something. So there's lots of things that, yeah, it, it stinks that he wasn't here for a 16th birthday or whatever. We still plan the party. For, sure. She's just not here for that yeah. day. Yeah. We still plan yeah. the party, so that yeah. he's here, That's good. but there are so many things that the boys you know, have gotten the experience because yeah. of his job. So, yeah. you
0: know. Technology helps too. Yeah, like FaceTime know, changed it totally the world. Yeah. You know it, it For people like you all especially. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know, for sure. For Where you can sure. stay in touch. Um, so you you've also done solo projects as mm-hmm. well. You've taken people to the Holy Land. You I mean you you've been able to spin some things off there for yourself separate from, from the Gaither Vocal Band. What what's giving you some energy there? And and is that is that something that everybody's kind of allowed to do based on? I mean, I'm sure that the Gaither schedule takes precedence priority, over yeah. anything else. You it would does, do, right?
1: <clears throat> so Bill's only rule is vocal band needs to be priority number one. That's his only rule. Well, actually, has two rules. Second rule is current vocal band guys can't do concerts together. We've had so many churches. Hey, can you Adam come? Oh, okay. No, we can't. Yeah. It's just, it's
2: real confusing for audiences. Sure. They're like, wait, are they breaking off? Are they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and re- in reality, what just happened, the church has said, can you and you come? But so it's just an easier rule, and then there's less talking and I think stuff, that makes think. sense. Yeah, yeah. it
1: does, and I, I, think, I think it's totally fair. So Bill allows us to do pretty much anything we want to do. If anything is questionable, as far as, you know, maybe a singing at a particular event with a certain speaker or personality, I'll kind of run up by Bill and say, hey, yeah. are you are you cool if I sing at this and such and such is going to be there? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's times he'll just say, I'm not going to tell you no. I prefer you not, but you can make that call. So he's...
2: Because he's maybe had an experience. Certainly. With, yeah, he has. Especially and, if it's maybe something controversial. Or, yeah, or, yeah. and So but, we respect that.
1: And he also respects, too, that the vocal band is doing fewer and fewer dates mm-hmm. every year. Because, again, he's 87. Sure. So... That's more solo time that we need to kind of take up the slack because we're yeah. we're all just paid. We're contract singers, is all we are. Uh, paid so by as, the concert. As far as you know, from a business standpoint, we're just contract singers. Sure. So we sing great. We don't sing. Nothing's coming in. So <laughs> uh, the mortgage still has to be paid. So I love to do as many solo things, and I've got some amazing opportunities because of Bill, and because sure. of the Vocal Man. I got to sing with uh, L Harris and Travis Cottrell years ago at Carnegie oh, Hall oh my word I thought who would have ever thought I'd sing at Carnegie Hall and it would be with mm-hmm. you know such amazing singers and then uh, we were talking about Steve Green I've, I've recorded on two of my solo projects songs with Steve Steve oh, was so wow, gracious to say yeah. yes I'll, I'll come and do I do it with you or sing you know this one song that David Phelps and Steve Green and I do together mm-hmm. it's just it's just wild to think mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. All of the opportunities I've had because of because of the vocal band. It's I'm
0: fascinated by the creative process, um, and I don't know if you've ever talked about this on camera or on on you know on on tape. But what what's it like to dive into a project? How do you how do songs get chosen? Do you always use the same? Uh, producers and or studio musicians and things like that. I think some people would be interested to know how. That's a great question. Yeah.
1: Are you talking specifically vocal band?
0: Yeah, let's go with vocal band. Okay, so for
1: vocal band, uh, again, Bill Bill loves ideas. He doesn't care whose idea it is. If it's a great idea, it's a great idea, just like a great song. He doesn't have to write it if we sing it. Yeah, Uh, It just happens that most of the songs he writes are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Some, not so much, but we won't won't mention those. But uh, so he will basically say, okay, guys, I've got a list of 30 songs. 30. And if you have any songs that you think, whether they're new or whether we cover something, he doesn't care. Um, I brought to the table years ago a song called Chainbreaker (laughs) that no one's heard. Um, Chainbreaker that Zach
0: Williams. Williams
1: did. It was just an amazing song. But
0: you ended up doing it, right? But
1: we ended up doing it. Bill had never heard it. I said, Bill, have you heard this song? What, what? And I played it for him, and he just immediately loved it. He said, that's an amazing <laughs> song. We're going to record it. Yeah. So he's open to any suggestions. Uh, we work with Gordon Moat a lot. And if you don't know who Gordon is. He's amazing. Uh, he's He was born blind and plays the piano Unlike anybody. I've if you
2: pick up any country CD in your house, you can look and Gord, he's Gordon's, probably on it.
1: Yeah, all the hits: "Rascal Flask, "God Bless a Broken Road," that "Dum Dum 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 Dum." That's Gordon that came up with that.
0: Really? He's he's,
2: he's just he's amazing. I, he's absolutely, absolutely genius. We've
0: we've bought his solo projects. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, yeah. uh, just the piano alone. But then he's he's kind of a cool singer. Yeah, you yeah know I mean? a great it's, voice.
1: Uh, uh, Reggie Smith and I. Uh, Reggie's in the vocal band. Reggie Smith and I just recorded two weeks ago background vocals for one of Gordon's new songs. It's a great song.
0: He's got a pretty good podcast. I don't know if he's still doing it. Oh yeah, he does. One of my favorite ones that he did was with, uh, was with, uh, oh, the guy that, uh, Eli Gold, the, the voice of the, of the, uh, yeah. Alabama football yeah. team, you know, yeah. and know. And, and Gordon's huge. sitting there I talking did. to him know, about football games, and it's like, there. Oh, it's like, crazy. You know?
2: yeah. And Gordon has an incredible memory, so he will tell you who scored what in the oh, 1977 Alabama versus, Alabama versus yeah. Tennessee game, you know.
1: So, so to, so to answer your question, um, when we go in specifically to do vocals, Gordon is there producing, and harmonically, Gordon is just brilliant. So, well, he'll kind of let us. We always put down our parts separately, yeah. usually. Sometimes okay. we put them down together. But he'll take us through the piano. Hey, guys, I was thinking right here to this chorus. and He'll play our parts out. What if we do this right here? And we'll say, no, we'll say yes. And then we'll go from there. I'll go in, and whoever does lead. I, I, if I have a lead for the song, I go down and I put down my part. And then we start building on that, the baritone then the mm-hmm. tenor.
2: But Bill has an idea in yeah. his head of what he wants it to sound like. But yeah, he, he lets them yeah. you know, flavor it and...
1: And sometimes Bill says, "Hey guys, we're 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 doing this song. You know, whether you like it or not, we're doing the song because I want to do the song." We say,
0: "Hey,"
2: and they may not like like the song, but the audience ends up loving it. So when
0: Bill when Bill says we're doing this song, does he also say who, who's singing lead?
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that's always decided in the studio. Okay. And Gordon and Bill kind of decide because they are great with putting voices with songs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Bill has always been so good at that, so we just trust the process of. It' been times I thought, man I really I really wish I could have had that lead <laughs> But you know it's fine but well I just think to myself, well, I'll just get the track and I'll do it my solo concerts. yeah um, but we, we just trust Bill and Gordon and, and nine times out of ten that they pick the right singer for it and, and we're happy for whoever sings it obviously.
0: So um, tell you something a little personal from our family when our oldest son Chad, who's now 40 years old. Uh, was moving from Nashville to Salisbury, Maryland, where his fiance lived. And they ended up getting married and staying there for another year before they moved back to Nashville for time, but they're back in Salisbury now. Anytime we're driving, especially on Interstate 81, if we're going to go for driving to Salisbury, got to go through Washington, D.C., and then over the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. When we moved him up there in uh, 2006, um, we got the, uh, the... the GVB uh, CD that was—I'm uh, forgetting the uh, the name of the album—but it was the one that um, uh, had um, "Give It Away" on it. Yeah, hey, "Give It Away." Is that the name yeah. of the, the record? So give it yeah, "Give It Away." My, my first so there's, one. There's, so there's, there's, that was the first record that you sang. That was sung my first on? record. Yeah. So that has been such an incredible part of our lives because mm-hmm. we listened to that CD almost all the way up there, yeah. you know. Right. And Chad had a lot of other musical interests but he still loves listening to that kind of music too yeah. and i think it ties back to that uh-huh. that was that was the first kid that really launched
2: mm-hmm. you know like really yeah. launched and yeah.
0: and he led the way for his brothers later on they all went to drekka but then they went mm-hmm. other places mm-hmm. you know and and i i just i say that because i think a lot of people would resonate with this mm-hmm. music can take you to a place and a time and a moment in your life. Oh, for sure. Like like nothing else does. Oh yeah. And a lyric, you know, will I mean I we sang along with you and I'll tell it wherever I go, you know, <laughs> trying to trying to match those notes. And it was such a unique recording. Right, you know, kind right, of a right. very different Christian song sound. Oh yeah, and, for sure. And uh, you know, and 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 I just um, there's a there's a lot of the, I wasn't Brad up on the water Mm-hmm. The Water, Red on Water was, was on that.
1: Was the first cut
0: on that album. So, yeah. see, I remember that from the Imperials in right, 1978. Right. I, I remember yeah. the eight track little player. I, yeah, I just yeah. I
1: wear that song out as a kid.
0: That's the power of music. Uh-huh. And yeah. you guys have been able to be a part of that in so many different ways across the years. And what's really cool to me sitting here talking to you all is that the way that you have lived your lives and the way that you have given yourselves to other people you've been able to have an impact on people's lives that you don't ever really get to meet. They're not they're not going to come to your table, but man they're right. they're sitting at their table at home saying that song right. man when west sings that song it, it lets me know that god knows where i am, you yeah. know kind of thing. Music does that. It's yeah. it's it's just it's amazing, you know. It really
1: and i think it is. It has a power to transcend even the best of just an oral communicator, just just a speaker. Music there's something supernatural about when you marry a great lyric with a great song, with a great yeah. melody. Yeah. You come up with this amazing song. There's something spiritual that, that happens. Music is very, very powerful.
0: What's, really fa- What's a favorite song you're singing right now? And I want to, I want to ask Andrea a similar question.
1: Uh, as far as my solo things yeah. go, um, I love doing a song called Getting Ready to Breathe. It's on my new project and it's just to see how it's, Connecting with folks instantly—you can see on their faces when you start seeing it.
0: Is that—is that a project that's already out? Yes. Okay. It's,
1: it's, it's on a project called Stubborn Hope. And I
0: Think. Think we, hopefully, we'll have a, a graphic of that up so people can see it, and we'll. <laughs> but it, it's we'll, an amazing song. And you have a website? Is it it's just Westhampton? Just my name. Yeah,
1: Westhampton.com. Awesome. It's, it's an amazing song written by Jimmy Yeary, who has written tons yeah. of country hits. I mean, he's right. unbelievable. And then Andy Andrews, yeah, the, the comedian. He, he and Andy co-wrote that song and it, it's a song about that's loss awesome. it's a song about loss and perspective and it, it's it's very powerful so that
0: that's one that I listen to it on the way that, back that, to town that,
1: that I'm always really excited to sing just because I know so many people are where this song is yeah so in yeah. in every concert I just lost my husband mm. you know this song this song really really ministered to me so I just think God that's worth it yeah.
0: what's your favorite song to hear him sing
2: um I mean that it, it's really easy. It's
0: Everything. called Oh, sorry. Anything easy. <laughs> no,
2: it's called I'll pray for you. And oh, I I feel like uh, as people that have grown up in the church, we aren't told that we're allowed to like struggle with with doctrine and where is God and why does why does it not feel like he's answering my prayers mm-hmm. and I feel so lost and hurt and and this song says you know, I've been there. I know your pain. So I'll pray for you when you, when you don't have the words to pray for yourself and for what you're going through, I'll pray for you. I love that. And it, to me, it is such a, I mean, it's good for non-believer or believer, but for those believers that feel so much shame for being mad at God or yeah. whatever, questioning
1: God. Yeah. Yeah. God
2: and just saying, you know what, you don't have to do everything perfect. You don't have to be your normal Christian self right now. Let me Right, you know let me take that up for you mm. and so i it's when That's he awesome. sings that
1: and another gloria lyric mm. really? an unbelievable yeah. lyric so good yeah.
0: okay so kind of bringing it full circle your oldest son barrett was a freshman at trevecca mm-hmm. and i just found out you know talking before we went on you know
2: never would to have record dreamed. that
0: he's that he's uh that he's gonna be in one of our bands for the summer, right? Yeah, Yeah, a yeah. PR group.
2: So back playing, in our day, we didn't keys. have band PR groups. It was just vocals, really. Sure. And um, so now um, they they do have actual bands and he is gonna play keyboards um, starting this summer. I'm so, so excited. He's so, I mean, he's heard us talk about it over the years, <laughs> but I, you know, our minds, he went, he went another full circle moment. He yeah. went to Trevecca as a pre-med major
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, chemistry.
2: And about six weeks in said, I think I'm supposed to do music. And we were like, no. I
1: I roll my eyes. Oh,
0: no. We were like, no, you
2: won't make money. (laughs) My
1: question was, so how are you going to support your family?
2: (laughs) He said, well, you did.
1: I said, well, mine was a fluke, okay?
2: But he has these lofty dreams of visiting like every country. And I'm like, you know you can't pay for that on a music... (laughs) Salary. So now so, he's
0: music and business. So, okay.
2: Actually, right. he's
1: commercial
0: yeah. music. Com- okay,
2: com- commercial just,
1: music, whatever so, that is.
0: So, our two older sons were a little more pragmatic. One majored in communication, the other majored in business, and the third majored in, in dramatic arts. And
2: Right. And nobody makes a, it in dramatic for arts. For a
0: long time. I mean, similar to a certain extent to what you talked about. He was in LA for eight and a half right. years digging it right. out. You know, oh sometimes just. Sometimes just folding t-shirts to make ends meet, stuff like that, you know, for a guy who's in the merch business and, and, and then, and then it just happened, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I, while I, I know that there were a lot of times where I was saying, man, you know, and his, he, he's actually part of one of his routines that his, my wife's dad, who was a lifelong educator, used to talk to, say, Austin, when are you going to come back to Nashville and just teach school, you know, or something like that. And, uh. (laughs) you know and and he he just said that was never that was never an option. Yeah. I I knew what I wanted to try to get to. Yeah. And so I went with it. And the way I've begun to look at it is that God gifts our kids to do certain things. Right. And we need to let them go until mm-hmm. God says do something else, yeah. you know. You and uh, and I, that's certainly what's happened in your lives. Mm-hmm. I love you guys. I love what, what you've, I you've you you've done with your with your lives. And with uh, with you know watching your sons as they're as they're coming along and and I love that that you know you get to keep giving this gift to people that that want to come to your table and talk to you about their life because the music is mm-hmm. the road mm-hmm. that paved the way to that to that experience yeah. you know and uh, so it's very cool thank you for doing this thank with you me for having uh, us. Uh, can't wait to be able to hang out together again and come here. Come here, you guys sing, you know? And at some point, I got to get the two of you on stage together and mm-hmm. sing kind of love song or something. We're going to work Totally out. outside of that whole <laughs> Gator yeah. world, you know.
1: Well, speaking of though, before we close, we're actually recording a love song album right now. Oh, really?
0: Yes. The vocal band is, yeah. You know what? Six. I think I've seen some clips of yeah. some uh-huh. of that. So yeah.
1: we've done six, but we're going back in the studio at the end of this month and recording five. More. Oh, I can't wait to hear it's, that
0: finished it, product. That's very cool. Old uh, songs too. Love, too, it. Old I love songs. it. I love it. I love it. Hey. Uh, Thank Thanks for, for being in the it. middle of so many good things Thank with your you. life. And like I always say, folks, get out there in the middle of doing something good for somebody else. It'll make a difference in your life and in, it, in the lives of the people you come in contact with every day. Um, that's, uh, that's it for this week with Michael in the Middle. We'll see you next time.